It is the uh, virtual radio row edition of Levant Guys. It's a Tech East Tuesday. We're live here at Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. Uh, we took over the back room because, well, it's a special show, so you need a special locale. Uh, Super Bowl 56 is getting ever so close. This is creeping good. up. Yeah, Levant, this is pretty cool for us. Uh, we got on the visual side here an awesome background. Shout out to Jamie for taking care of us there. Uh, you and I are in a different setting. It's a different spot here in the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Studio. This is where I hide during the day when I don't want to do other things. It is. Yeah, this is this is the uh, this is basically the VIP lounge. Ooh. So you just kind of come back here and hide. Um, Mike Quarter, the uh, owner of Tech East and the owner of the Empire, followed me back here today and made me do work. Kind of, you know, bastardized my inner sanctum. Which is his. I mean, he owns it. But you know, it was it was it was uncalled for. If I'm being perfectly honest, it was uncalled for. It was um, it's kind of rude of Mike to expect me to work during my work day. How dare he? Yeah. Um. I didn't. You know, I didn't come here for this. Uh, a lot of people know I'm just a podcaster, not a team president, <laughs> not a director of uh, media relations. Just a, just a podcaster. That's all I am. Um, I have to give you so much more than that, Levac. Yeah. I think today's show is going to prove that because we got everything. This uh-huh. is usually statistically like one of the slower weeks in sports that built up to the Super Bowl, especially earlier in the week. That is not the case. We've got some awesome stories coming up. Uh, if you've ever wondered, what's it like to watch guys squirm and get nervous and watch his shoulders get up during radio row? Isn't that now, like every day? Now you've got a camera to watch. I don't feel like anybody, I don't feel like anybody went like, I, I can't imagine guys being uncomfortable. This is the worst. Okay. <laughs> we've done radio row both in person and now virtual. I've never had more guests reschedule ever in the first 48 hours of this i'm up to seven guests that have rescheduled right now we have two that are going to join us live on this show and actually, if things go wrong actually three three thank you three yeah. two at <laughs> once shows you how my schedule is going a menage quattro i believe the french would call it just watch me if anything goes wrong during those interviews so there's your entertainment for this show but see it, like even so on radio row i used to get freaked out because anybody who used to listen to the actual radio show you know, it is. It's bedlam. It, it's it's a fluster clock. You know, and it's um, it, it's it can be a lot. Please stop that. Um, but the the beauty of it is when you realize that the more you get messed up, the more the evil people that we have become like just friends with by listening to the shows enjoy it. So sometimes it's nice to just let it all just fall apart and realize you can only control what you can control. And that was there. That was when that was when like companies like the wonderful Bud Light were sending us to cover these things. Now we're just set up in one of my offices. Like what's what's the worst that can happen? And I challenge it to do it because I've no, had a, no 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 I've, no. I've already given myself literally the crappiest week ever. So what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Because historically speaking, this is the week after the Super Bowl, which would mean that we would be kind of winding down like i would actually try to get a day or two off snuck in you know nah so yesterday i'll full disclosure you guys want to know i'll no. tell you you don't want to know i do actually. i'll tell you got a colonoscopy yesterday yeah yeah tomorrow get 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 my gums open up so i can get my fake toofy so i can have a full mouth of teeth finally for the first time in god almost a year 
You know what I'm saying? So you know what? Bring it on. Bring it on. What are you going to do? I've already had a camera up my butt, and some dude's going to cut my gums open tomorrow. Let's go. Let's, let's Mike Myers or Jason Voorhees jump through that John Soul Supply uh, logo behind us. I'm good to go. Yeah. I feel good about the world. Who's really been the toughest this week? Matthew Stafford, ha. Joe Burrow, ha. Aaron Donald, ha. or Levesque talking about his colonoscopy That's right, right. On the top of the show. That's right. I'll give you the details. I'll give them to you. I don't care. I don't I wasn't awake, but um very you know, it was very it was very nice, very, very gentle, very loving. There was a there was a uh there was a, a flower next to me when I woke up. Call me next to it. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Instacam, colonoscopy suck. It's yeah. If they, well, if they if they, if they're sucking during that, there's something wrong. Uh, no, it was it was. They got that stuff down to a literal science now. Like you wake up, and it's like, hey, how was everything? And it's like, oh, you were great. And they just touch your lips and say, Shh, and they still have the gloves on. And, <laughs> Shh. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say nothing gets past them. They got all the holes covered, but yeah, I mean, it's true. It's true. It's damn true. Um, no, so so yeah, so it's been a week for me. Like I said, you're worried about guest rescheduling. I'm just, you know, waiting for some biopsies to come back. I mean, whatever. I ain't scared. One thing that has changed in comparison to past Super Bowls because of the effects of California and COVID is that I don't have to get drunk to fly. Traditionally, the Monday would be opening night, so you'd see a lot of the players walking around, interacting with the media, everything else. The travel schedule is a little different this year for the teams now. L.A. had a pep rally at Thousand Oaks. Uh, The Bengals had a pep rally in Paul Brown Stadium. Now, someone would say travel. It doesn't matter for L.A. because they're playing in their home stadium. So, you know, does any of this early week stuff factor in? I guess I'm going to answer my own question first. I don't think any of it has a factor because both these teams haven't been there in so long in the L.A. situation. None of this early week stuff, probably in comparison to past Super Bowls, has any factor in the game, it seems to me. I bet there's members of the Rams team that are looking at everybody and going, Oh, oh, this is a dream. Like a couple of years back, we had to fly into Atlanta. We had to go, you know, deal with Nickelodeon. JB Smooth was being annoying, not just in, in frigging gambling app commercials. He was annoying in person. <laughs> you know, those jackasses from Albany were trying to corner us. Levac used his offensive lineman joke for the 70th, fifth time. Like, eh, you guys huddled up. You getting ready to break the huddle so I can ask you a question? <laughs> you know, like, it, yeah, ha, I got him again. Um, like, it's those guys are probably looking at this week going, this is beautiful. This is as close to a regular game as we're ever going to get going into the Super Bowl. So it, it is, it is going to be intriguing to see how it plays out. Two years in a row, home team at the Super Bowl, two years in a row, it ain't run like normal. It's it's just it's weird. I guess you know. Where's the next? Where's the next one? Glenville, Arizona. Spot. Well, so you've we won't before. see. We won't see the home team in that one. Um, that'll be safe. There ain't no way that's <laughs> happening. That's not going to be there. Um, I got some stories involving the Cardinals and Giants later on in the show for sure. We don't even know who's going to be playing quarterback potentially for the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I I'm I'm going to enjoy that story more than you know, and that's I'll, I'll tease forward that we have Joe Montagna and uh, Ronnie Marmo who are going to join us uh, in about uh, what's forty so minutes from now. Um, oh no, about ten minutes from now probably is more more accurate. I, for some reason, I thought it was four o'clock. I went back in time. <laughs> in my defense, uh, the last two days bit of a blur, bit of a blur. You know, just anyone who's had to deal with that the the cleansing, and then the photo shoot. Uh, you know, you're there. Yeah. I do have to tell one quick story yes. about it. So the intake nurse. So anybody who's had a procedure done, like they go through this whole process, right? Where they, they make sure it's you. They got to do the IV. They got to ask you, like, are you alert to it? All these things, right? So first things first, this younger woman walks into the waiting room and they go, uh, yeah, we need, I hear, you can overhear it. 
I need your ID and your insurance card. And the lady goes, why do you need my ID? And the fourth woman can answer this girl, got to be mid-20s, goes, are there a lot of people sneaking in for colonoscopies nowadays? Because they can have mine. And I'm like, I need that person to become my friend because that's, that's funny. That's the question we all should be asking while they're validating who we are for the 50th time. Um, and then I get called in right before she comes over. Because I was literally going to go over and go, great line. I might use that. I get in there. It's the intake nurse first time doing it. So she's, and it's just, it's all questions. You know what I mean? She's not the one to, who's doing any procedures or anything. So I'm trying, like, I'm nervous. I don't like needles. She's nervous because she doesn't want to screw anything up. So I finally get to the point. I go, listen, I've been through this a couple, two, three times. Let me help you through this. I'm not allergic to this. I smoke cigars that don't inhale. I do drink probably more than you want to say, but let's just say occasionally on the weekends. And I go through the whole thing. And she's like, why do you know all the answers to these? I'm like, Hey, I've been, uh, I've had a couple procedures. I've had a couple, two, three things go. I've been through this one. You have, let's just uh, call it that. And it's, it's such a, it was such a weird thing though, because Lady went, how are you doing? I'm like, yeah. Oh, you're not asking me. You're worried about her. Is she going to have a camera stuffed up her ass later? Is that, is that, are we both in this? Okay. No, but like, it was just funny because it was her first, and she was so, and it was her first time doing it. As I'm leaving, she looks up to me and I'm like, you know, I'm still kind of groggy and I'm like, everything go hard for you. (laughs) She's like, aren't I supposed to ask you that? I go, you look nerv- more nervous than I did. So I went with that. Well, I said, you know what? It's, it's, as well as you put her at ease, Levesque, I'm still caught up in the girl from previous. Oh, my the God. How great was that? Does she want to host a podcast? What did Dude, she look like? Is she single? I have so I, many questions about her. She had a mask on. I didn't, and I didn't want to be creepy and like whatever, but I did hear her yell out she was a realtor at some point. So maybe she knows Cindy Martin. Uh, maybe Cindy <laughs> knows her. But yeah, just like the, the fact that she did it, she did it loud enough that she knew everyone would hear it. Like it wasn't like a quiet, like little, mm. hey, um, is are people seeing? No, it was like, I gotta ask you a question. <laughs> and like looks around, sets the stage. I already said my name was <laughs> yes. Karen, by the way. Yeah, yes. Why you need my birthday for the fifteenth time is someone else looking to have their uh, camera stuffed up their butt in my place. And if so, have at it. <laughs> she turned into the marvelous Miss Maisel halfway through. <laughs> she did. She, she did. did. That was her actually. She's like, yeah. we're, we're joined by her two super cool. She, she went full Rodney Dangerfield. I get no respect. You see, they don't even want to take a picture of my colon. They want someone else. You see. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, before we get into our radio real guest, which is going to be fun because they're just going to pop up on the screen at any point. Yeah. Like while I'm talking or you're talking, they can just pop up right here. I have to, don't I have to let them in? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Jared Lozier, our friend of <coughs> insurance. Jared joined us at our most recent show at Hooters this past weekend. Whether we liked back, it or not. If you want to go back and listen to that, now's your time to save some cash. Two thousand China. It was weird. No. That was you. Oh. Save some cash, especially with some people with the tax season coming up. You're going to look at your finances from 2021 and say, Ooh, should I have spent that much here or there? Have someone shop the market prices for you to save some money this year. Quotes, if you're looking for it, here's the email. J-A-R-E-D-L at nemail.com. Trust me, especially with tax season now going on, you want to look at it and find out where you can save some cash for next year. Insurance, those things are important to you in your life, your car, your home, and everything, those valuables for you. Quote today, J-A-R-E-D-L at nemail.com or give our pal Jared a call at 518 518- Nine five six three seven five three. Get your phone out. Save it in your phone. Text him. Call him. Hey, Van Gaz said you can save me some money. I like money. Five one eight nine five six three seven five three. Our pal Jared Lozier at Northeastern Insurance. There's a chance, by the way, those guys might be named the best insurance agency here in the uh, Capital Region with the votes now. 
have gone to the finalists. We'll find out on uh, February 21st. I'm rooting for a certain two people to make the finalists cut for best <laughs> local broadcast. I will, I will say, as much as I like to bust on Jared, he does know his stuff. So he 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 when it comes to when it comes to insurance, he knows his stuff. Everywhere else, I'm, I question it. But uh, there, you know, it's it's like uh, he's like a savant. You know, it's savant. And, uh, it's savant. Heavy on the idiot, but savant. Idiot savant is what he, he just knows. He just knows insurance. Uh, important tequila shots. Those are his two. That's his wheelhouse, if you will. <clears throat> um, all right, Super Bowl Fifty Six. Have you have you seen anything as of this moment that would change your initial belief on how this game was going to go? A little bit. Uh, CJ Usmanzada. I want to call him TJ Husmanzada. I don't even know if I said his name right, right. Yeah, no, Uzama. Uzama, thank yeah, you. I had yeah. so many Bengal skill guys <laughs> caught in my head with initials. You could, you're almost like see it going off, right? Like some type of machine. Initial I was like, what did TJ Houston Zada have to say? What did former Bengal Super Bowl? Just so I don't have that same slip up in my mind somewhere. We'll call him CJ. Went to the yeah. pep rally and was injured in the previous playoff game and ripped off the knee brace like he was Vince McMahon. I'm not even injured. The <laughs> neck brace was fake. This leg brace was <laughs> So according to reports now, the tight end for the Bengals will be played in the Super Bowl. I don't know if he just got so fired up at the pep rally and the doctor told him, what are you doing? But that, I feel like, is a storyline here early in the week that Joe Burrow has another target on offense. Again, medically, we'll find out if it's actually true. But that was kind of a cool moment that the tight end actually might be out there to play. Yeah, I mean, you want the teams as, as good as they could possibly be, but realistically speaking, what is he at? What is he at? A quarter of a point? Half a point to you? What is he? He is. If so you were going to take, let's say, let's say you're going to take the Bengals at four, but it's four and a half. Does he change that to where you go, okay, I'll, I'll lay, uh, I'll, you know, or three and a half? I'll, I'll, I'm willing to take less points. Here's how I think of it he's more of a first down guy. Like if you need a third and six and you're looking for somebody, I know the backup side didn't actually play pretty well. But if you're looking like for a third and six and he moves the change, uh, that's probably something that's going to help the Bengals. I get your point. Is he going to be the game-deciding player? Are we going to look back at Super Bowl 56 and be like, oh, my God, I know Jamar Chase was their biggest target, but how about the tight end play? Probably not. If anything, you're probably going to pull up DraftKings and be like, all right, maybe I'll first right. touchdown score, anytime <clears throat> score. That's maybe that's something to flirt with a little bit. I, I, yeah, I, I just – I mean, I, I'm pretty – I know you like to wait and make your official pick and all that stuff. I mean, but since I since I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl before the year started, it's no secret here. Yeah, I mean, why you know why would oh, but you know what? All of a sudden, uh, TJ Uzama is uh, is back in. So or CJ, who, oh, damn it, now you got yeah, to it. It's don't your you fault. Know. I wouldn't have done it before. Uh, you know, big old you. He's back at TE. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this whole thing away and go and and just double up on the Bengals and hope to you know mitigate my losses. <clears throat> I I think I still think the Rams. Both teams, 100%, the Rams should do this. The problem becomes, as as you've seen from this Rams team, they don't they don't necessarily throw the knockout punch all that often. You know, they're more of a they're more of a body blow you to death, and then they're almost like you know what was it the this the the Steelers back in the the Bill Cowher Steelers, they would get a ten point lead, double digit lead, and they would just ride it out. They would just ride it out. If they won by one, great. If they won by ten, great. But they would just ride it out. They wouldn't. <clears throat> they wouldn't they wouldn't actually try to put teams away. It's just at least it didn't feel that way. So I, that's kind of what I feel with this Rams team sometimes is they're not a put you away kind of team. But I do feel like this number factors into people believing in the Bengals maybe more than they should. I think the Bengals the Bengals are the freshmen that gets into the senior party and are really, really cool early, but you just know they're puking some at some point. <laughs> like they're what they learn this year is going to be extremely valuable the next three years. But it's, they're puking at some point. 
they're doing it because you know Biff and 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 Stifler have got them in a corner rocking back shots of tequila. You know, and they're oh my god, it's so cool that Joe Burrow and the Bengals oh, are here. It tastes so good. Yeah, man. I can just be a lightweight. I just saw the This is no problem. And the next thing you know, it's you know it's eleven o'clock. Everybody's just starting to have a really good time, and Joey Burrow and the Bengals are are in a corner, and everybody's making fun of them because they're freshmen. They don't belong here yet. They ain't ready. <laughs> that's just that's just the impression that I get from it. I could still change my mind between now, you know, and, and our last show of the week. But at this point, I just I really feel like. As good as the Bengals are, as good of a story as they are, they ain't ready. They ain't ready. They're lucky. I think they benefit more than anybody that this is not a normal Super Bowl. What do you mean? Well, because they're because they can they can kind of hide behind the oh, it's just business as usual because they don't have uh, the the dude from Nickelodeon Double Dare sliming them on media night. <laughs> yeah. They don't have a chick in a wedding dress trying to inter- interview them. Joe Burrow's not getting cornered by Boomer Esiason. Um, you know, and, and every other person who's ever worn a Bengals uniform to get, before, like Icky Woods is not, is not cornering Joe Burrow going, come on, do the Icky shuffle with me. Like it's not, it's, it's as close to a normal game as possible. So it's not as freaky to them. Like a lot of these Rams played in the Super Bowl a couple years back in Atlanta. So they would know a little bit. They can lean on that. These guys, I think the fact that you're doing everything virtually, the fact that it is a very different world, they're, they're probably a little better off. They're probably, probably it takes away some of the advantage of the Bengals. Did you send the right link to yes, uh, to them? I okay, I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> you have a tendency in the past, you know. Our guy, by the way, just take a little uh, inside baseball right now. So this guy we're working with, our agent, is our absolute favorite guy. We love this guy. Ivan? Ivan is our guy. We really funny if I said him. a different name. Uh, I, I 100% sent it to Ivan. This is 100% the right link. I will double send it right now. I will email him and be like, uh, just circling back here. But yes, we are supposed the, to have Joe Montagna and, uh, and and Ronnie Marmot join us in a little bit. Um, I mean, Montagna is a freaking legend. Marmot's been in more stuff than you realize. Like he's in that Tenant movie. Uh, he's he did a little stint on Criminal Minds with Montagna back uh, back I think like eighteen or whatever two thousand eighteen. But like, I always like getting the guys on the show who aren't the athletes because we get the athletes periodically all year long. Joe Montaigne wasn't lining up to come on LeVac and Goss. You know, it just was oh, speak of the speak of the proverbial devil. It is. Uh, I, I see them now. You ready? Let's, let's do just, it. Let's just bring them in. We are now joined. I see, I see Joe Montaigne. Uh, are you Radio Row in, in L.A.? Hey, how you doing? Hello. Yeah, you got yeah, it. I'm, I'm, I'm here in Super Bowl world here. Uh, look, I see Ronnie's in, too. Hold on. We're adding, we're adding Ronnie to the stream, too. Uh, Ronnie Marmot is going to join us. I think he's in there. He's still figuring out the camera at this point, I think. So... So, Joe, first things first, man, um, gigantic fan, obviously. Love love everything you're in, um, especially especially Hannah Montagna. I thought that was one of your <laughs> things you ever did. Excellent. <laughs> how, yeah, how the things, is, you, do, the, the, the things you do for your daughters, you know. Uh, how is Super Bowl Land treating you in this year? Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I mean, I, I if it's not going to be the Bears in the Super Bowl. At least the Rams are in it, so I guess that'll be good. Absolutely. How how far off do you feel like your Bears are? Oh God! You, you know, you're talking to a guy who's a Cub fan, so so I thought they were off by about 107 years, and then they finally made it the 108th year. So I guess uh, I can't feel too bad about the Bears. At least I saw them win a Super Bowl in '85. So we'll see what happens. 
we were saying before we connected, you've got this look, no matter what you're in, you are an intimidating guy. Like, even if you're in something, I feel like you get that on the street when people walk by. Do you have that intimidation factor with people? Uh, no, no, I don't know. I think it's just the, it's just the roles. You know, you place Joey Zaza and Fat Tony, they all think you're about to <laughs> shoot him in the back or something. But, I mean, I'm a sweetheart. Come on. <laughs> just when you said that, it scared me a little bit. Like, there might be a little fee <laughs> happening right now. Uh, we're going we're gonna to add in your, uh, your cohort, if you will, right now. We are joined also by Ronnie Marmot. Hey, Ronnie, how are you? Good, Good guys. How you doing? Good. I see Ivan in the background. That's phenomenal. Um, yeah, Ryan, yeah. Yo, how, how is Radio Row treating you? How are you enjoying yourself? This is good. Yeah, this is kind of a unique experience. I've used the press junkets, but not looking at, you know, giant posters of football players all around. But it's it's, it's great. It's awesome, yeah. All right, so so you guys are – we Joe, you're a Chicago Bears fan. Ronnie, are you a football fan? What's your team? Yeah, I'm a huge Steeler fan, even though I grew up in New Jersey, which is crazy. I like the Giants, but I'm a huge Steeler fan. So, Very cool. So, all right. I got I to gotta do this because it's hysterical that you guys end up on the show. Gaz is the one who books you, but I have been saying ever since basically, you know, the, the, the wardrobe malfunction that we needed a new Lenny Bruce. We needed somebody to come out and just find the, the appropriate way and almost be like a martyr for comedy and entertainment to get us back to not taking it so seriously and allow us to be ourselves. Now, here you guys are, and you're doing – the I am not a comedian, the Lenny Bruce story. This has been going on for a while, the the, the show. Uh, Joe, you direct. Ronnie, you're starring in it. What made you attracted to the Lenny Bruce just saga? Well, I did a another play about 17 years ago where I played Lenny. And, you know, I'm a little young for Lenny, but I, I knew who he was. But then when I did the show, I fell in love with this guy. I realized, wow, we have so much in common, first of all. But how important is he, he was to comedy, to society, to all kinds of issues. And so after a couple of runs in this show, I decided I wanted to write my own because I felt like it's an oxymoron, but I felt like it was a safe version of Lenny Bruce. And we should not be doing a safe version of Lenny Bruce. So, so I wrote my own. And uh, to give you an idea of the play, the lights come up and I'm dead naked on the toilet and the show doesn't let up. Literally. So, so it's cool. It's, it's great. And uh, I'm just lucky I get to do it. And I think Lenny's voice now more than ever is needed, you know? Joe, what's your, what, what made you want to direct this thing? Uh, well, I, I'm a believer of the saying, if it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. And so when Ronnie came to me with this material and showed me what he had in mind and doing a play about Lenny Bruce, I thought, I thought the writing was great. And I thought, here's a chance to put a guy naked on a toilet to start to play. I said to Joe, I said, Joe, if you want to see me naked, just ask. Like, you don't have to do it the play. It's like, oh, let's, Joe had a bright idea. He was probably laying in bed one night going, because, because, how do I get him naked? Well, because that was the part of the thing. When he, when he did the reading for me of the material he had, he, had, he says, he, he says, you know, I said, well, what, how did, he, how did he, you know, how did he die? He says, well, you know, he died. They found him naked on the toilet. And, of course, I started my career doing the play Hair. In 1969, and I thought to myself, "Well, geez, I was naked on stage for about a year and a half." I said, "I think this kid, you know, he'll be able to take it." I said, "What do you think about it? You know, you know, start. You'll start you on the toilet naked. Take it from there. It seemed to have worked out." I don't know. Joe, a little sick fascination. He's so full of it. I don't know how the timing works out, but you guys, you're both on Criminal Minds at the same time. At one point, is that like when this comes to pass? Like, where does? How's the conversation? No, no, no. no. You know, that was a total coincidence. I got to say because Ronnie came in to audition for an episode. I'd already been on the show maybe ten years at that point, and the director. 
I had nothing to do with it. I didn't even I didn't even say I knew the guy. But the director of that episode saw his audition and thought this is the guy to play the role. And I was just so happy to hear that because I knew because yeah. uh, the casting director had seen him do the Lenny play. And it was the casting director who came to me and said, I want to have this guy on the show. I said, absolutely. Have him audition for something you think he might be right for. And that's what happened. Yeah. It was cool, yeah. Yeah, you guys, you mentioned Criminal Lines for a second there. It's like a whole fan base that we see years past that go back and maybe watch it. Same thing with Lenny here that I think for you guys, one of the most fascinating things is going to be what the crowd's going to be like. I feel like, back you mentioned this about comedy, that this younger crowd is going to watch Lenny and learn about Lenny and be like, this is like nothing we're used to anymore. Yeah, it's true. You know, it's it's been fun to watch this process because we've been doing it. We'll be open. Uh, June will be five years we've been running. Did a huge run in L.A., Chicago, and New York. We're still running in Chicago. But uh, it's been interesting to watch. You know, first of all, the old timers come who love Lenny. And so they, they feel like they're going to see their favorite rock concert. I do his bits. They get excited, you know. But then the younger generation... It's interesting. There's a lot of great conversations come as a result of the show. I always say, like, come with an open mind and understand that, you know, there are other thoughts beyond your own. And uh, it's been cool in that way. It's been there have been a few people who walked out of the show as well. Not everybody has an open mind, but that's fun. But too. It's, you know? it's great when the young people come to and then with the, even my, my youngest daughter, who's like 31 years old, she came up up to me after seeing the play and said all she wanted to do was run home and Google Lenny Bruce to learn more about him. And I think that's what it's doing. It's spurring people's interest as the, the younger people as to who was this guy and why was he so influential. Could either one of you guys, I mean, we've got Joe Montagna with us uh, and we've got Ronnie Marmot with us as well. And the, the show is I'm not a comedian, I'm Lenny Bruce. Could either of you kind of channel Lenny Bruce and tell us what he would think of this Super Bowl matchup, any of that? I know it's not exactly his wheelhouse, but just to have Eminem and everything and, and, and the, the Rams and the Bengals, I just, I just imagine Lenny Bruce would say something pretty entertaining about it. Oh, that's funny visual, the Rams and the Bengals. Yeah, I think he would uh, He'd probably say, let's, uh, I don't know. Let's go smoke a doob and eat some snacks and yeah, uh, what would he say, know. Joe? I don't know. I don't know. You got a tiger and you got a and you got a and and you a got ram. a sheep with a horn. You know, I don't know. You find something in there. <laughs> That's very funny. It's very the, funny. What's the rest of the week look like for you guys out in California? You guys doing more hits? Are you guys gonna do some filming? Like 2022 and you're out there in California, maybe you've got some other projects on the way as well coming out there on the West Coast. Joe's working on a Well, I'm on a series now called As We See, which is on Amazon Prime right now, which is a wonderful show, I think, created by Jason Kingdoms, who did uh, Parenthood and Friday Night Lights. It's about three uh, young adults on the autism spectrum. And I, my oldest daughter has autism, so it's something that's very personal for me. And so that's, I'm, I'm very happy about that. And I'm just happy to be in California, where it's supposed to be 80 for the rest of the week. Being from Chicago, that's a big, that's a big plus in itself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and I just shot a pilot, TV pilot in New Jersey. And uh, listen, when the work comes in, you take it. But my real focus is on making sure we tour this show so everyone gets to see it, you know. We're, all right, so we're we're in upstate New York, and it's definitely something I'd like to check out. How how does it move? Is there a way I can help move it up this way? I mean, is it some? would you be interested in playing the palace? I mean, like, these are the kind of things I need to absolutely, know. Absolutely, absolutely. No, we're taking it on tour. We, we open up and we tell them the Florida days. Listen, I did a, I did a movie. I did, although we're opening next week in West Palm, 
and then we're going to Tampa, and then we'll be in Chicago all along. But I would like to come up. So, yeah, we would love uh, to talk to you about that. But I did a movie in Utica. I was in Utica for a month. So if I could sit in Utica for a month, I could do anything. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to wait a couple more weeks. It's it's, it's butt crack cold up here right now. We got good bar beer though. Utica Club. No offense, but it was uh, it was an un, you know it wasn't the most exciting month of my life. I have to be honest. <laughs> there's not much to do in Utica besides eat. We will find you some good Italian restaurants in Utica. I'm telling you, there's some hidden gems. I ate it all of them. Okay, good. Yeah, That's right. all I did was eat We're trying to get these guys up here, guys. Not over. Right, Utica. Fine, this is the, no, no, no. We, we would love to come up and uh, play in your area. I mean, it's it would be excellent. So, so yeah, we'll definitely connect on it. You know, and let you know either, what's happening. Either one of you guys want to make a prediction of the of the big game, or I I hope it's a good game. That's all. I, I I'm leaning toward the Rams because I've lived there a long time and I like this Cooper Cup. Like he's he's the kind of guy. If I was ten years old, he's the kind of guy I'd want to follow. Him. But this guy, I love the quarterback of the Bengals as well. So it should be a good game. Yeah, as a Steeler fan, I don't want the Bengals to win, but but they're pretty exciting. I, I'm not gonna lie, that kid's got some juice, you know. I, I would, I, I have a feeling the Rams might play tight, and the and uh, the Bengals may just run away with it somehow. I, I listen. I um, I got I got a sizable amount going on the Rams, so I'm I'm hoping Joe's one more right. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna root for the Rams for you. There we go. All right. There we go. All right. And if and if it's enough, I'll yeah, have fun when you guys get here. <laughs> You got it, man. I can be I can be bought and sold. I'm 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 cheap. I've been in radio a long time. <laughs> oh, Gentlemen, I love both your work, love everything you guys do, and it's uh, phenomenal. We appreciate you taking time and best of luck. And I hate saying this to other man, but I look forward to seeing you naked on the toilet. Hey, you listen, go. you and Joe both. <laughs> listen, whatever you do, whatever right. you do when you come, don't sit all the way house right because Apparently the mystery is really. You may not, you you may not sleep well for a couple of nights after, but it'll be honest. We'll make we'll make sure they turn up the heat in the theater that time. It's freezing in there, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. Gentlemen, safe travels. Stay Ivan. We said hi. We appreciate you. There, yeah, thank you. Ivan, say hi. Two amazing guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a good one. Ivan, naked. Ivan, Ivan. Ivan, are you naked? Don't don't. Ivan's going to be naked in a few minutes. That's what we're doing. Thanks. Thank you, guys. Bye, guys. Coach <laughs> Omate, uh, Roddy Marmo. It's uh, it's it's gonna. I want to. I'm very interested in that. You know, I've always said ever since everybody got super tight, we need a guy like Orlando Bruce who just doesn't care what happens to him, and and to you know, be the champion of comedy, and uh, you know, it's I hate to say this right now. It's Shane Gillis, he's the guy who doesn't care what happens because he's already been canceled. He's back. He's not the legend that Lenny Bruce was. Lenny Bruce was like a politician, a comedian, a speaker, all these things. <clears throat> we'll see what happens. But that's, that was cool. Good job, guys. Thank yeah. you. I, I have to admit, I got to go back and check out some Lenny Bruce stuff. Like he, uh, Joe mentioned his daughter Googling. I think that's the, one of the cool, coolest compliments you can give a movie, an artist, is if you didn't know a lot about the topic and then you wanted to learn all about it. That's when I know I love something. I think I'm going to do that with Lenny, especially with those guys being a part of it. I uh, just want to add one other thing. If you enjoyed that interview, we're going to have all these interviews posted across the board here on Godzilla Media. And don't forget our schedule for the rest of the week. Mohawk Chevrolet tomorrow. Mohawk Honda on Thursday. All Wait, the Super Bowl. You're Mohawk right? Chevy tomorrow. I'm not going to be there. That's right. Noon the tour. It's a wing, winging contest. I That's can't right. mess with this temple that I'm building. If you're enjoying the coverage Or I'm going to have a wide open gum, and I just don't feel like eating hot sauce is the right way to go. That's right. Virtual Radio Row support our partners like the Mohawk family. They always go out of their way to please you. Mohawk Chevrolet, great deals going on. A monster dealership. Looks like it's outer space. You're going to get taken care of at Mohawk Chevrolet. And then on Thursday, LeVac and I, 4 to 5.30, 
More interviews on the way. That's your time to get your vehicle. My guy Cam McKenna was hitting me up today about all the great things that are coming for my new pilot that's on the way, Mohawk Honda, Mohawk Chevy, proud sponsors of our radio road coverage where they always go out of their way to please you. All right. So, LeVan Gaz live here. It's a Tech East Tuesday. We're live at Tech East. And, of course, uh, make sure that you uh, comment on this video on the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page. Comment, like the page. You have a chance to win a pair of flex tickets. Any one of the six home games, we're announcing the promotional schedule. I want to do Monday. You know, I want to do Monday for that because I really want to do it right. Um, basically, each game is going to have something special for you. So we're going to announce that. But the flex tickets will be available to somebody. Plus, now reopen, our friends at the Hideaway hey. are ponying up a $100 gift card this week. So make sure you comment on Techies Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page on the video right here. Make sure you like the page and you can have your chance to score those as well. Last week, Timothy Hep won tickets to the Empire for this same game. It's Feel the Love, February. Great work from uh, our girl Jamie, who handled all of that. And, uh, you know, great with Gus, just because I haven't had to do anything with it, and that's all I really ask. <laughs> um, I, I, I see this, and I, I'm curious how this uh, how this pans out. Uh, LeVac Gus, Deflate Gate was fake, question mark? Who's, how are we coming up with it? I mean, mind you, I heard it was fake when it was happening. How is it fake? How how am I supposed to explain to anybody that the flake gate didn't happen? This is one of these classic stories. Depending on where you're reading the headlines from, you're getting different reports of what happened. I just, for the sake of this, let's do the Boston side of what's being published. I'll just give you the Boston Herald headline. NFL covered up the flake gate facts and misinformation, <laughs> according to the news story. Uh, according to the stories that are out there, this is the clearest version I can give you. Back when the flake gate happened, 11 of the 12 balls were deflated in that AFC title game between the Patriots and the Colts. Uh, Bob Kravitz, who broke that story, we've interviewed yep. him a bunch of times. Oh, my God. You want to be a guy who can't go to Boston ever again. Yeah. He, uh, that story <clears throat> was out there. Then there was, according again to reports coming from the New England area, that throughout that season, and in particular the Patriots, before every game, they were, quote, measuring the footballs. <laughs> but the facts of what the measurements were of the footballs was never logged. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're checking them. All right, what's the number? Ah, we didn't save that info. Yeah, you're just checking them. This is the perfect time to go like this, by the way, and check large rounds. Things. Anyways, but hopefully you're watching and listening. <laughs> Don't forget, you can get us at uh, Apple, Spotify, and anywhere you get your, your podcast. I buy mine from a guy named Slick Joey who sells them under his trench coat on the corner of 5th and Main. Where it gets more confusing is the reports of Deflategate and what happened is that Boston people, Mike Florio Pro Football Talk, is saying that the reason Chris Mortensen broke the story is because of his source. Now, this is bizarre that he gave someone else's source, and it's Troy Vincent. <laughs> now, for those who aren't familiar with Troy Vincent, Troy Vincent, of course, used to play for the Eagles. Yes. And then now they're saying because Troy Vincent is an executive in the NFL, he had an 0-7 career record against New England. He was bounced out of the playoffs, the Super Bowl. He actually had a vendetta against New England, and he would do everything possible to take them down and end the dynasty. Uh, Levac, hearing some of these details that maybe Deflategate's misinformation has been floated, do you feel like it's been a conspiracy against the Patriots? Do you feel like it's always been a – you were there for – I believe you were covering that Deflategate Super Bowl, Super Bowl 49 when you were first out in Arizona, yeah. where that was the talk of the entire Super Bowl. Well, all right, so, so two things that I think are important to remember while you try to make this fake, right? <clears throat> Dequel Jackson, the linebacker for the Colts, intercepted a football, said it felt squishy like a beach ball. Okay, that's I, I'm just 
that's something that is a little underinflated. I don't want to hear about the ideal gas law when it feels like when a football feels like a beach ball. I do also think it's important to note that do I feel like it was enough of an advantage passing wise that the the dynasty is truly tainted? I don't. I think they would still win the majority of the games they won. They probably win all the Super Bowls, whatever. The the evidence that I find the most damning against anyone who thinks it was fake is actually a running back. It's been Jarvis Greenhouse. It's the law firm. The law firm played for the Patriots from 2008 to 2011. Guys, during that time, he carried the ball uh, many, many, many times, okay? I mean, we're talking 74, 26, 229, 181 carries, right? How many fumbles do you think he had during that those that four-year span? Uh, I have a feeling the number is going to be less. Uh, I'm going to go with one. How about zero? How about zero fumbles? Then his following two seasons with the Cincinnati Bengals, three and two, five fumbles in two seasons after four years without a single fumble. (laughs) Do me a favor. Realistically speaking, take a football, fully inflate it, hold it like you would if you're a running back, and let your friend punch at it. Okay? Maybe it's out. Maybe it's not. Now deflate the football a good two to three pounds of air. Do the same thing. It ain't going nowhere. It's squished in there tight. I it was a hundred percent happened. I will go out and say that I bet almost every team goobered up their footballs at least a little bit. Did the Patriots do? Did the Patriots cheat better than everybody else? Yes. <laughs> Are we pissed <laughs> off because they got away with it? Yes. Do I think it's fake? No. I don't think it's fake at all. I think it really happened. And I think once once we all figured it out, everybody got ticked off. Spygate was real. Deflategate was real. They're probably doing something else. But the amount of teams cheating is ridiculous. Patriots just better at it than everybody else, which is annoying. The Deflategate situation, too. Like, if it was a close game, and I know the, the ESPN special just came out this past Sunday about the tuck rule with Woodson and Brady. <sighs> if it's a situation tuck like rule. that, the importance of what that was, I can understand. But that game, if you remember, that Colts-Patriot game is a four-touchdown difference. Most people probably didn't watch the second half of that game because on Fox's opposite side was the debut of Conor McGregor on American television. I still think more people watched. Oh, yeah, the AFC totally, for sure. But because it was a blowout, look, it, it was over. I can't tell you that a football would have prevented Andrew Luck and that team to get to the Super Bowl. That's hard for me to believe. The part you're talking about, do I think other teams have done this in the past because the Patriots have had the pass for that. Sure. Did somebody likely, hell, it could be Troy Vincent, tip Bob Kravitz to get, hey, hey, go in their locker room and look at the footballs. Go measure. I don't know what went on there. Right. Now, there's other <clears> reports. <throat> I want to be careful with this. There are some reports coming out that the text messages have finally leaked between Tom Brady, Andrew Stremsky, and the other ball boy who I'm blanking on his name. I think I want to say it's McNulty, but I'm not sure if that's actually yeah. it. Just Bird, Bird to Stremsky. Yes. And the uh, other one, I can't think of the other one. I yeah. want to be careful on reading those because this is the internet. It's 2022. And I also pause on that because, and you and I have talked about this a bunch. It's fun to rehash it now. What the hell happened to those guys? Where did they go? They're on the same island with the with the Spygate guys and the Flakegate guys <laughs> and Santa Claus. And that's where your elves on the shelf go when it's not Christmas season. Where never to be they? seen again. Never. China. They're in China. Did, did they just get a huge payout from Kraft and Brady? And oh said, yeah. Just go away. Hide away. Just go millions of bucks. Never talk. I, 
That's why I don't believe these texts are real. I don't even care. I don't care what Mike Flores. I don't believe it. I think these guys have disappeared forever, so I'm not even going to read those. Go find them on the internet. If you believe they're real, fine. I don't buy it. I bet you what's – I mean, I bet you the number's not even as big as you think it is. I bet you they signed a, an ironclad non-disclosure agreement for like a half mil. Just think about it. If I put a check for 500000 in front of you right now or a briefcase of 500000 you'd stop talking about whatever I told you to stop talking about. Okay, do you think the 500000 000- Probably, I probably would. Yeah, but I'm just wondering if the five hundred thousand is a big enough offer for like Netflix or Apple TV to say, "Hey, that's five hundred thousand. I'll give you three million to do a five part no, special." Now, remember, you've got it. Now you've got to. I'm gonna have to forfeit that money. And they're gonna sue my pants off, and I'm gonna lose because I should not have. I should. I signed a non-disclosure agreement, and it's not like I'm, you know, changing the way banks do business. It's not like I'm, you know, I'm, you know, some major drug company is hiding the cure to cancer it's a it's stupid football game that nobody really wants the information out for anyway you're gonna lose that lawsuit so it's it's probably 50 million plus it's whatever it costs to make it plus the pay for me plus the pay for my illegal fees it's probably a huge number to get them to do it not to mention you can never go to dunkin donuts again you can never buy a pack of mar breads you can't go to Sully's bar. You can't do any of it. You're done. It's over. Right now, you're a hero. You can go wherever you want. Some New England fans are probably yelling at me and saying, guys, <clears> you <throat> left out the biggest part of the story. Yeah. Uh, okay. The biggest part of the Patriot fans will scream conspiracy is this part. That according to this report by Mike Florio is that the NFL's general counsel, Jeff Pash, was issued a, quote, direct order asking the league to delete some 2015 numbers. So, in other words, hey, maybe the Patriots were cheating. Maybe other teams were cheating. Maybe they weren't cheating. Let's not leave that in the report, right? right. Like, let's uh, just get in there with the red pen. Okay, Boston fan, fine. I will give you the report that you're probably more cut up on of. The league going in and being allowed to change the numbers how they want. Uh, okay, that's not a good look. That's, that's not. The, the, I got you. But the flake, I feel like it's a whole separate topic. Like, the flake gates here yeah. and being a horrible person is another thing. Those are two different topics. So, fine. If you want to put the uh, clown thing back on Goodell, you can. The best, the best part of Deflategate was every corner of the bar Patriots fan that you've talked to for however many years, and the smartest thing they've ever said is like hitting on the bartender. Hey, C's get degrees, and they're talking about their boobs, you know. Um, who all of a sudden is well versed in the ideal gas law. Tommy, let me tell you something about the idea of gas loss. See, because it's cold. You're going to lose some of that gas. Some of that is going to, like, all, this, all of a sudden they got the whole thing. Tommy, yo, hey. ideal gas law, Tommy. Like, all of a sudden, like, you know, Bill Nye, the science guy, has taken over their brain. <laughs> and, yeah, they got, they got, they got the, uh, the Patriots winter hat on in the middle of August inside the bar with a, with a Bud Red in their hand. About to, it was still already, already got the Marb Red in the other hand. They're about to go outside and smoke, but they stopped to get to, to preach to you how the ideal gas law would have affected those footballs based <laughs> on the cold. Like that was my favorite part of it. That's like like if you if you needed to get like like if somebody went up to me during that time frame and I'm sitting at the bar and they went, in the year 2019, everyone is gonna become viral doctor experts. They're gonna understand everything about it, both sides. Trust me. I'd be like, no way. And all of a sudden, let me tell you about the ideal gas law. I'd be like, you know what? You're, if you might, you probably are telling the truth. Because think about all the people you know now who know everything about, about viruses. Look, I did my research yeah. over the doctors. Yeah. Who has Do- a doctor? Yeah. I got the internet. 
Dr. Meme and Dr. Giff said that uh, you should be able to do whatever you want without a mask. If you're, va- if you're vaccinated, why can't you jump into a volcano, guys? Yeah. Huh? I'll, I'll say this. I'm on Facebook. I don't have a lot of friends. I have doctor ahead of their name. So That's think right. about that. I got Dr. Dirty, Dr. Mean, Dr. Death, Dr. McGillicuddy. He's my favorite. Love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's just like the, the one thing is I, I talk about things that I think I know, but I always say I think. I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a fat guy. I know how to get fat. You want an expertise on that? I got you. You know how to sleep I'll learn well? you up. I do, I do know how to sleep well. Look at that. The Integrative Sleep Center in Balsam Spa. My good friend, Dr. Fred Dreer, 518-885-6185, 518-885-6185. Help me sleep better to help you sleep better, too. Um, I had <laughs> the weirdest couple nights sleep because of everything I had to do for like medical reasons. So last night, I get everything. I take a shower. I did. I, I washed all my bedding. Mind you, I'm just zooted out of my head on anesthesia still. So I was like in a great place. But I was like, I'm going to, my mouthpiece, I'm going to sleep, the sleep of the angels. And that's what I did. My mouthpiece was in. I woke up. I went to bed at 9.30 last night. Woke up at 5.30 this morning. Just like, like, like it was like something out of a cartoon. I was like, I spread my arms out, like big yawn. And like the cat came through with the newspaper and the dog brought me my slippers. Yeah. And then the dog tried to eat the bird. It was crazy. Um, no. And, and again, it was just, I knew because my mouthpiece, I was going to get that good sleep. Keeps my airway open <laughs> again during the, the entry thing. They're like, oh, do you have, it says here you have sleep apnea. I'm like, I do have sleep apnea. Do you, uh, do you have a CPAP? I'm like, no, I have a mouthpiece. And the lady looks at me, a mouthpiece. I go, yeah, I went to the Integrative Sleep Center. I talked to Dr. Fred Dreher. A little mouthpiece, keeps my bottom jaw forward just a little bit, keeps my airway open. And then the doctor looks over and he goes, science checks out. I'm like, look at me. Ah, <laughs> look what I know. Dr. Boy. Yeah, right. I got, I got a large, uh, large soft palate, you know? And um, so she's like, huh, did you bring it? I go, no. She goes, you didn't bring it. I go, Why would I bring it? She goes, well, we're going to put you on there. Wouldn't you want that in? I'm like, I have now learned something. I should bring my mouthpiece with me because it's that easy. Maybe I use it. Maybe I don't. Clean, easy to travel with. Could be, could be that much better for me in the future. 518-885-6185. If you're not sleeping well, if you're snoring, if you just go to the integrative sleep center.com, there's a quick questionnaire. You can see how far you want to go with this. Everybody I know is making the call. Everybody I know is thrilled. You're going to love it. Dr. Fred Dreer, the integrative sleep center in Boston spa. Help me sleep better. They're going to help you sleep better too. Guys feels like there's something weird about former Buccaneers coach Lovey Smith. Is it his cool beard? His beard is legit. Oh, That's a commitment. Man. That beard. That like, is. The beard's amazing. It's just a mountain man. He didn't have that in Tampa. He grew that out of Illinois when he was coaching back in college. Uh, I'm a Buccaneer fan, so I know about Lovey Smith. You can't, you can't have that beard in the Florida heat. No, that's no. you have to wait till Illinois for that. It's shaved up. Yeah. All right. So let's let's break down what happened here from when we most recently spoke. There were two openings: the Saints and the Texans. Mm-hmm. Dennis Allen, as you predicted, Levac, and you wanted Dennis Allen, a former Raider coach is now the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. He gets promoted within the organization. He Go gets for that him. opportunity. Go for him. Lovey Smith came out of nowhere. He did. For this job. Right. Nobody was reporting this. Nobody had Lovey Smith <laughs> in contention for this. Now, I, I went back and checked. You one. know what happened. Oh, yeah. We're both going to agree first. on this, right? Yeah. So uh, to give Lovey Smith credit, I went back and checked his record. He was way better with Chicago than I realized. He helped the Bears get to a Super Bowl. Rex Grossman was his quarterback. Yeah. Now, that defense was really, like, historically good of comparison to the last 20 years of defenses. Really good. Uh, five of the last six seasons as a coach of Chicago, he did not make the playoffs. But remember, he also got to another NFC title game. That's that weird game with Jake Cutler 
where he was hurt, but he wasn't really hurt, but we thought he tore his ACL, but yeah. he slightly tore his MCL, <clears throat> but might have been able to play. Like All of a sudden, like, we're like, maybe he doesn't care that much about football. Yeah, that weird NFC telegram. So he might have been able to get you a second Super Bowl in Chicago. He had a really good record with the Bears. He got fired really fast in Tampa because he wasn't good, and his record at Illinois is horrendous. Probably just didn't want to recruit teenagers. But I'm going to let you go first with your three. Agree, if I agree, because I have a feeling we're on the same thinking process here. I delicately, think, I think Lovey Smith 100% deserves another shot of being a head coach in the NFL. That being said, I think Houston 100% wanted to take a shot on Josh McCown, who is an inexperienced. I think he coached a high school team for like a week, but they, I think they wanted to put him in the job. Happens to be opaque. He's not just white, he's white. It's one thing to take a shot on a white quarterback when everybody's pushing for racial equality and more, more people of color in the coaching job. It's another thing to do it in a year where Brian Flores is suing the league. So I think there was, I think somebody with brains was probably sitting there going all along, like guys, do you, you sure we want to go with McCown? Lovey Smith's really good and he's available. We should at least talk to him. And then somebody, and then all this happened. Somebody went, I guess we'll go with Lovey Smith. I guess we'll go with Lovey Smith. I, I feel like that's what happened. I really feel like that's what happened. I feel for Lovey Smith because no matter what his record is, he can be five and twelve and make sure that seventeenth game there. Yeah, he could be five and twelve. He could be eight and nine. He could be twelve and five. And people are going to say, you know, the reason why I got which is right. the exact- Brian Flores said it. Yes, well, his lawyer said it. Brian Flores' lawyer. You know what? Said you know what? Let's go with that. Say what <clears throat> Flores' lawyer said for those who haven't. I'm paraphrasing, but he said he said you know though we're happy for Lovey, this is just proof that the the only reason I didn't get the job is because I'm suing the league. That's like, so like it's like. Good job, Lovey. Happy for you. Hey, ha- hey, I know right. you're my friend and all, but we all know I should have got the job. Right. Like, that's like somebody you work with saying like, hey, I know you had a lot of success, but don't forget it's mine. It's because of me. This, I didn't have this exact thing happen to me, but something similar. So like way back in, in like my early radio days, um, this woman gets fired from the company. And she got fired because she was hired to do a certain job, but she envisioned herself as on-air talent. So they let her play around on air, but the job, she had a main job that she was not paying attention to because she was doing the other stuff. So she gets let go. She calls me that night and says, did you hear what happened to me? I'm like, no, I have no idea. You're all right. What's going on? She's like, I was let go. And I go, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like you have plans. And she goes, I'm not calling because of that. I'm calling to warn you because it was cost cutting and I'm assuming you're next. So basically what she was saying to me is her skill level was so much higher than mine that if she was going to be let go, I had to be next. And the, the, the fact of the matter was the job she wanted to do, I don't know if she could have done or not. She never tried. She wanted my job. And I was, you know me, I don't, I joke about this stuff. I was light years beyond her and entertaining on a microphone, light years beyond her. And I was just like, oh, I, 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 thanks, I think. I don't like, I don't. And then I saw, so I called my boss at the time, the big boss, and I go, what? Is, no, none of that's true. None of that's not the conversation was had with her. None of the things we literally told her, we wished her luck on finding the job she really wanted. But like, she tried to like make it about. So that's kind of what Florence is doing. Like, listen, I'm better at this than you are. But since I kind of took myself out of this by suing the bosses, uh, c- congratulations. Never in the history. I-, I truly believe this. You let us know social media, YouTube, wherever. I truly believe this. Never in the history of recorded sound, 
uh, music, visual, has ever a time existed in the world that if you believe something and it has no slight possibility of being true, you can find somebody to agree with you. Oh, yeah. Like, now yeah. in the past, like... Or, and, and you can also go and be like, the sky's blue, and you can find 60 people online and be like, oh, no, 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 yes. no, no, no. Like, look, I get it in the past. Like, everybody's the same, right? You go back to your family, go to your closest friends, you talk about work, you talk about school, whatever is important to you, and you want those people to be on your side, and sometimes they're too much on your side. Like, you're right. <laughs> like, one of the great examples is, like, you sports, right? You should be the best player on the team. Who cares if you're the slowest? I'm not, yeah. I'm not legal yeah. voice. Go back and watch the Get Up interview. Why is he doing it? And like, we've seen so many of these athletes lawyer interviews where what happens is lawyer would step in if they didn't like the question, not the lawyer gives a three minute promotion of themselves. So you're telling me somebody with legal advice thought, here's a great thing to do. We want fellow black coaches to be on our side. We want them to join a class action lawsuit. Here's what we do. Let's insult the one who just got hired. Let's say we're better than him. Well, <laughs> What type of legal people are thinking that's a great move? We got it. Here's what it is, right? Brian Flores found some people. He found somebody. I believe he's uh, from the area of Mike Tyson's front. I'm forgetting it right now. It's a New York City area. Cat, uh, Catskills. Yeah, yeah, Catskills. There's another one. Uh, okay, here he is. All right. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with this lately. There's something. It could be my computer. I think all the times of me picking on you for having bad uh, tech is is coming back to bite me in the in the hind section. I really do. Well, we both agreed. If you <clears> missed it, we both agreed. We feel bad for Lovey Smith. I do feel bad for Lovey Smith. We feel like Brian I feel Flores worse from these in Houston. Houston. I, like, there's something like, all right, so like like Al Davis hires Archell. Archell turns out to be a very, very good head football coach. Pittsburgh, the, the Roonies, they go out on a limb. They bring in Mike Tomlin, who had been a defensive coordinator for one year, and it worked out great for them. There's something about some of these guys not being smart enough to hire the best coach because he's he, his color that they should have to suffer through. They should. Like, I, I agree that the people of color, people of minorities, they, they deserve a better chance to get these jobs. And I think the best way is to work them up through systems. But there's something we said for these ignorant Peckerwoods to, to keep losing and suck because they can't get out of their own way because of race. There's something about that I love. I do love it. Yeah. I want it to happen more and more often. But, you know, such such is, is life, I suppose. We're going to be joined by uh, Matt Burke in just a little bit. This is the story. I think you and I feel very are going to feel very differently about, about this. Ooh, before you say it, LeVanc, I want to give one quick shout-out, though, to our newest sponsor, Ooh. Lily and David Fine Jewelers. If you're watching on our visual side, top right corner, I'm so happy to have our friends from Lily and David Fine Jewelers back with us. The new store location, LeVac, you got to check it out, at the Shops of Wilton, oh. Saratoga Springs, a new location, Lily and David Fine Jewelers. Do they still have the old location? or Oh, they moved. They moved, Good completely moved. If you're watching right here, the, the wedding ring right there, the band, the ring, the engagement, all that stuff has happened thanks to the great people at Lillian David Fine Jewelers. Valentine she actually said Day. yes because of them. That's right. There was a good chance you would have blown that without their help. If you missed that story, I'm so happy to share it here on the podcast side. The engagement, the wedding, all that stuff happened. Lillian David Fine Jewelers, less than a week to go for Valentine's Day. If you want to support people, family-owned and operated businesses, it is worth the drive to Wilton. Visit them. Say hello. they got great deals going on for Valentine's Day right now. Gifts starting as low as $25. And how about this? That unique gift, that 24-karat gold-dipped rose right there at Lily and David Fine Jewelers. So that's a spot for you guys. If you have not shopped for Valentine's Day yet, this is your location. Proud partners with us here on LeVac and Gaza and Gaza Media. It is Lily and David Fine Jewelers. They've done it for me. Engagement ring, the perfect gift for her. 
Now you know where to go this Valentine's Day. Lillian David Fine Jewelers, located at their new spot at the Shops of Wilton. Levan guys, it's the Tech East Tuesday, live from the uh, Tech East Fire and Water Restoration Studios, live on the Tech East Facebook page, as well as Godzilla YouTube, Gaza's Twitter, for some reason, uh, all, all in there. And we are, we're thrilled to, to be able to cover uh, the big game, the Super Bowl, if you will, even though we're not there. We, you know, you know director of media and uh, for media relations for the Tech East Fire and Water Restoration, I could take over a room, president of the Albany Empire. <laughs> I, uh, you know, I'm more of a podcaster. Um, all right. So Kyler Murray, you said to the Giants, what makes you think he would be the Giants quarterback? Okay. Because that's not what I've heard. Oh, interesting. Okay. So for those who don't know the context of this story, Kyler Murray, this is only <laughs> young guys, young 18 year old guys. You don't have a neck. Like it's just your, your head straight down to your shoulder. It's like one straight, right? There's no in for your neck. Then I started growing a beard. <clears throat> Kyler Murray's Aren't deleted all? all Arizona themed social media posts. All their listeners are like, huh? Got rid of his Twitter? No, like anything involving the Cardinals has now been removed, which people assume means he wants out of Arizona. I'm looking across New York markets. I'm looking across quarterback markets. Why wouldn't the Giants be a match? They have the trade capital forum. It's a bigger market. Maybe he wants to make more money. I'm looking across the NFL. I don't know who else would be a perfect spot if Kyler Murray really wants out of Arizona. For what reason? I don't understand. But if he really doesn't like the organization, why wouldn't it be the Giants? And that's a huge splash for the new oh, get, GM, Mr. Shane. I want to block the fat picture of me that's behind me. And the like, she got like the least flattering, most flattering, least flattering to put up behind us. I just had um, no chin. Um, so, so <laughs> there's a team that fits better. Ooh, maybe they just had a the goat of all quarterbacks retire on them. He's going to Tampa, baby. He's going to go a little Texas A&M love between him and Mike Evans. Need a quarterback. Bruce Arians probably thinking to himself, I can have some fun with this little guy running around going crazy. This would be good. I'm going to run the football a bunch anyway. This is perfect. Perfect offense for him. Kyler Murray, your favorite quarterback coming out of the draft. All, all six foot eight of them is going to be the next quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um. I don't think so, Levesque. I have to stall because I believe yeah. this is an agent live on okay. the air. Hang there on. You go. God, you do that. We'll kind of ease you off a little bit. Um, I just think it makes so much sense. Hey, Kyler man, Murray, I'm text you a link like short that. little guy, but he's gonna he's, he's gonna a, be big plays. Yep. It's gonna be so much fun to watch this come together because guys, like guys, has been angry with this kid at forever, mainly because of the fact that he doesn't think he's telling the truth about about how tall he is. Uh, All right, R- so Riley Rossi, go look at where he started his uh, his his career, Riley. He started at Texas A&M. He transfers to Oklahoma. Go check it out. You'll see. Go check it out. I appreciate you, you trying to fact check me, but uh, go go look. Go look. You'll That's see. right. He transferred. That's yeah, exactly he went to right. A&M and then he transferred to Oklahoma. Uh, he had, they had three quarterbacks, by the way, that year, all transfer. <clears throat> Outrageous. That's why Kevin Sublin actually lost his job. That was Matt Burke, by the way. Oh, Matt Burke calling you up on the phone, hitting you on the digits. Yeah, he hit me right there. So there we go. I just texted him. His number did not pop up as Matt Burke, which confused the hell out of me. So, uh, no, here's the thing, Kyler Murray. Is he good? He better than I thought. Is he small? I'm, I believe he's shrinking every season. I like to actually judge him. I believe he's 5'5". Five, five Osteoporosis. Uh, does he work for Tampa? I don't want him to look back. No. <laughs> no. Tom happen. Brady was a, a drop-back quarterback. Find the receivers and make it work. They don't need Kyler Murray. They can go to the draft. They can get they can get Baker. They can get somebody. I don't know. No, no, no. no. You, that's what I'm hearing. That's, that's, the, no. that's the scuttlebutt, if you will, that uh, you could have a little – 
you have a little little Kyler Murray in your life there. You go from Jameis to Brady to Kyler. Come on, that'd be great. That'd be great. Why why does so Kyler okay? You need a quarterback, right? Yes, I get that. Right. Is Kyler Murray better than everybody else in the draft? Yeah. Is he Probably. as cheap? Probably not, because he's going to become a free agent, and you have to decide. Does Arizona not think they're going to give him the money? Does he think Cliff Kingsbury has moved? All maybe questions for us for the future. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to we'll get we're going to get to that. But right now, we get a chance to talk to one of the one of the great minds in football, Mister Matt Burke. Hey, how are you? It's been it's been a long time since we had a chance to see you. Uh, we appreciate you uh, making time for us. Yeah, of course, man. Good to be with you. Uh, so we're doing a little virtual radio row this year. I see you. You've jumped on the train with us. Uh, our reasoning was it's cheaper this way. Well, cheaper and listen, man, I don't know. I mean, either California is your thing or it isn't. It's not really my thing. So I like I prefer Minnesota in February to L.A. That's, I think that's a short list of people saying that. I'm going to make myself feel better. They're frozen clothes. Uh, no. So uh, taking a look at this game, I don't think anybody saw the Bengals being here. When you take a first blush at this thing, do the Bengals have a legitimate shot? Well, I think they got a legitimate shot. Yeah, I mean, they've kind of shocked the world. I mean, at least the last two rounds. I mean, maybe maybe even longer than that. Uh, you know, great story and certainly kind of all those franchises out there that have been muddled in, in, in mediocrity for years, this is like, this gives them hope, right? Like, all we need to do is draft that quarterback and it's all going to come together. Now, it's been a lot more complicated than that, but you go from four wins one year to, to the Super Bowl, um, you know, I mean, I, I've been picking against the Bengals the entire playoffs. Can they do it one more time? I, I mean, I guess, I guess they can. If if they do, then then all that moxie that Joe Burrow has is is definitely warranted because he's as he's as good as he as he says he is. <laughs> yeah, and Matt, you played up front, even though you've lost a weight, and now you can hang out with your shirt off and look good and everything else. Is, as we have to say, the dark side for guys like us. But uh, here's a question: Maybe somebody will ever figure out how in the world do you slow down Aaron Donald? How? Boy, I mean, I've been asked that before, and uh, I'm glad I never had to play against them. But, I mean, this is going to sound simple. That doesn't mean it's easy, but you just have to really, really be sound in your technique. And I think, Aaron, I think a lot of guys, you see the power. And, you know, as an offensive lineman, that's always the first thing you need to account for. But what Aaron Donald does a great job of is more so than running guys over is you'll see he, he takes half of a guy. And then he'll use his speed and quickness and hands to get by him that way versus just running straight down the middle of a guy. So I think it's, I mean, when, when you're worried about a guy's power, you tend to um, not, not square him up, you know, uh, nose to nose, you kind of get on an edge and that's what Aaron Donald wants. You, you really have to take him down the middle and uh, rely on your technique and shoot your hands and, um, and then hold on for dear life because <laughs> the guys, I mean, the guy's an absolute animal. Even though you didn't have to go against him in your career, is there somebody from your past playing career that when you watch Donald, he's like, oh, man, that reminds me of when I used to go up against this guy? Well, a little bit. You know, my first two years in the league, I was a backup, and I had to go against Johnny Randall every day in practice. And uh, as miserable as that was, and it put me into a mild depression for two years because I never blocked Johnny. That's kind of what it's like. You know, it's the total package. It's the speed. It's the power. And it's the motor. And, you know, he's just kind of like – you know, you, you, like, like you're not going to block Aaron Donald or John Randall for five seconds. You know, you're, you're hoping you can do it for, for three. You're hoping that uh, the way that you call protections is, you know, that, that the protection is sliding to help out the guard. Who's ever, who's ever assigned to, to Aaron Donald. But, but I think, you know, Aaron Donald is just a, 
bigger, faster, stronger version of, of, of John Randall, which, which sounds a little bit scary. All right. Matt Burke with us right now, the back and guys. And, and did he, John Randall known like one of the great trash talkers, barkers in, in the history of the game. Did oh, he yeah. trash talk in practice too? Like, did he have set stuff for you ready to go? Oh, not just in practice, like in the locker room. I, I'll tell you a story. One day I was at lunch, just, just, just trying to get my, my, my food spooned up. And he comes walking up behind me and he's like kind of looking at my food and he's going around and I'm just thinking, gosh, can you just leave me alone? Like you're going to, we're going to go on the practice field here in a little bit and you're going to own me. Just, just let me eat my lunch, you know? And then he looks at me all serious and he says, today at practice, I'm going to take your soul. <laughs> and, uh, and like, he wasn't kidding. I, I believed him when he said that. I mean, and this is my teammate. Like we're supposed to like we're 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 got the same jerseys on, but that's how John was, man. Every single day, John just approached it like like, like his life depended on, it. and that's what made him such a great player. Do you ever hear from him now? Like he's just you're mowing your lawn, and he's like, "I'm coming for you." <laughs> only only when I wake up in cold sweats. About only about once a month. <laughs> Guys like John Randall, offensive lineman like yourself, there's that switch. You gotta have that little bit of a crazy too, and for skill guys, gotta have some swag too. Joe Burrow and his swag, having a quarterback like him for the Bengals, it seems like that entire franchise embraced, hey, we're not losers. We're not the Bungles anymore. This is different because I'm the one leading you guys into the future. Yeah, it, it's rare to see, you know, a rookie come in. You know, generally you just want rookies to be seen and not heard, right? And uh, he came in with, I mean, we're not quiet confidence. I mean, I don't think he wasn't, you know, standing on a stool in the locker room telling everybody how great he was. But you ask him a question, he's going to give you an answer. And and I think you're right. I think I, I don't know the ins and the outs of that organization and that team, but more than anybody, he kind of reset the whole the whole mindset of of that team. And yeah, I think you're a veteran player. You see a young guy like that come in, you're like, okay, you know, sounds good. Let's see, but. He's backed it up, and when a guy can do that and back it up, and when it's a young player, that that just that just permeate permeates the entire team and makes lifts everybody up, and I think energizes everybody and makes them makes them feel better uh, better about themselves. And you know, probably, I mean, there, there's nothing like having a quarterback that you believe in. Nothing energizes a team faster or 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 an entire franchise, and. You know, we've seen a lot of number one picks over the years come and go, or some take a few years to 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 kind of develop into what you were hoping they would be. But this guy, shoot, you know, half a year is rookie year, and then a full second season, and everybody's talking about Joe Burrow. Matt Burke with us, and you know, your resume speaks for itself. Six time Pro Bowler, uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year, uh, got the Super Bowl with the Ravens, even though most of us remember you as a Viking. Uh, but you you rocked purple like a champ. I I got the I picked the Rams before the season started, so of course I'm gonna wow. I'm gonna ride if the wheels come off. But I was telling guys, I feel like the not regular radio row could actually be a major benefit for the Bengals who haven't been through this situation before when a lot of the Rams have just a couple years back. Is that something you can see? Um, you mean like having less distractions during the week? Yeah, just kind of treat it like a normal game. Yeah, I mean, listen, I. I mean, it, it definitely doesn't hurt, you know, a team that's never been there before, the, the less kind of pomp and circumstance there is around around the game. But I think I think a game like the Super Bowl, I think it really favors the more veteran team just because, um, 
You know, it's like it's like the bright lights in the big city, and and nothing can prepare you for it. Um, so yeah, I think I think young players are a little bit more apt to get caught up in that. You, you know, you do have free time. You're there for a whole week. I mean, you can't be practicing football all the time, so you do have free time. And some young guys, you know, they want to go out there and enjoy the moment and experience the Super Bowl. And you know what? I I remember telling our guys, hey, let, let's go. Let we'll come back next year and enjoy it. You know, but this is. <laughs> I was pretty sure it was gonna be my last game. I was like, let's let let's let, let's go take care of business and win the football game. Don't don't do anything stupid. You know, go go to dinner with your family and come back to the hotel and and just just focus on the game because um, I, I know guys that have played in the game. I know guys that have lost the game, and uh, you know, there's probably nothing worse than than than, than losing the Super Bowl. Um, I think it I think it sticks with guys for for maybe the rest of their lives. All right, Matt Burke with us. And Matt, um, I, I see, you know, a lot of us, I, for me, the closest I'm going to get to winning the Super Bowl is, is winning my squares. So I, I, see, I see you're tied to the search for square one, super squares. What, what, what is this and, and how, do I, how do I use it to hopefully get my Super Bowl victory? Yeah, so last year it helped launch this app called Super Squares. It takes that old football squares game that we all have played for years and uh, it, it, it digitized it. So you can play squares against the entire country. And, you know, the old squares game is just a – it's kind of a stupid dumb luck game. We we made it a little more fun. Uh, we, we have a couple predictions that you make. Um, you don't just get one set of numbers, but during the course of the game, you actually get 16 set of numbers. So, you know, it's dynamic, and, and you're always in it. Um, and we did it last year, and we set a Guinness Book of World Record for most players in a squares game. So, But as we were running the game this year, we were like, where did this game come from? Like, everybody knows football squares – and you, you search the internet and you can't find anything on the history. You know, I was expecting to find some story about a, a guy who owned a bar. And like, I was thinking like Western Pennsylvania for some, that was just kind of like in my mind, that's where I had, there's nothing about who invented this game, where it came from, how long it's been around. And so we're asking people go to supersquares.com and share your football squares story. Like when was the first time you played? Where did you hear about it? And I'm kind of I'm holding out hope that somebody has like a a super old squares board. Maybe it's from Super Bowl one um, that, you know, like like their uncle, their uncle Jimmy had or or something to try to figure out the history um, that. And then, you know, this this Sunday on Super Squares, which is a free app, everybody can download it and play Give a jackpot uh, or prize pool of over two point one million dollars. It's all totally free. We're not trying to get anybody to gamble. We're not going to try to sell anybody a mortgage. Uh, it's all funded by our sponsors who uh, who appreciate the game, and I think I think what we're doing, sort of helping fans get uh, get into the game a little bit more. All right, so uh, so free app, Super Squares. Download that today, uh, Matt. I know guys kind of reference it. You look great. I've I've seen your your weight loss journey. I'm hoping to start my own. Uh, I don't have the offensive lineman story behind me. I just really like buffets. Hey, all you got to do to lose weight is just put on another 20 pounds and then start your diet. And you'll you'll lose you'll lose twenty real quick. <laughs> you know what? I don't hate it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm back at the gym officially starting Friday because everybody starts Monday. So if I start Friday, it's a, maybe I won't I won't kill the weekend. Uh, you know, maybe maybe today, tomorrow, and uh, and Thursday, it's time to get after it a little bit. Yeah, hey, you got to think differently, man. <laughs> Matt Burke, uh, <laughs> continue success, my friend, and look out, John Randall's outside your window. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Matt. Take Appreciate care. you. Bye. There he goes, Matt Burke. That, that was a good time, man. He's a good dude. Uh, LeVent, guys, Techies Tuesday, live from Techies Fire and Water Restoration, virtual radio row. Uh, good guest today. We'll have good guests for you all week long in uh, one facet 
or another. We're going to do Queen. 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 Huh? We're playing a quick game of Queens. I, 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 I just stroked out. Q&A to end the day coming up. So get your questions in right now, whether it be at the uh, Techies Fire and Water Restoration Facebook or Godzilla Media YouTube. Uh, get your questions in, and we'll uh, we'll roll through those in a little bit. I, this isn't on the run, but I did want to bring up the Alvin Kamara situation. So Alvin Kamara, you know, he's in the Pro Bowl. This is the way I've heard this story, and you tell me if you heard something different. Because there's a video out there that I haven't been able to, to track down myself, which maybe I'm not trying hard enough, whatever. But Alvin Kamara is has been arrested and uh, you know assault with serious bodily harm. Now, allegedly, what happened is there's a guy waiting by the elevator to go up at the hotel. Alvin Kamara and his crew walk up. The guy goes, the elevator door opens. The guy goes to get in. Kamara apparently like stiff arms the guy like, nah, you ain't getting on the elevator with us. The guy swats the arm down. At this point, uh, a mixture of, of Alvin Kamara and his friends or, or the people with him, I don't know if they're friends, beat the living daylights out of this guy. Fractures, orbital bone, all this stuff. Let the dude on a freaking elevator. Like, was he, were you afraid he was going to fart? Like, what are we doing here? Alvin Kamara could be in real trouble on this one. The details of the story, uh, was there alcohol involved? Was someone overserved? What was going You know what I mean? That, that story on its base level, something's missing, right? Are, are your instincts going off like, okay, so the, why didn't he want in the elevator? Did he fart? Did he what? say something racial? Did he? No, I think it's just like, hey, there's not enough room on this elevator. We don't know you. You ain't coming with us. I think that's what it was. I, I don't think, know. I think it's just a territorial thing. I've read reports now that, right, five years he could potentially be locked up for it. This could be the end of his NFL career, all that stuff. It, this is such a basic statement, and, and we just got off conversation with Matt Burke that some things are so basic. Right. Everyone knows who you are and where you are in your career. Why this week? Why now? Like this, this stuff you're probably like, getting after it, having some fun. Oh my god! But it's so not worth it for a guy like right. Kamara. Oh like, no! Let that guy take the elevator by himself if you don't want to be on the elevator with him. Don't do it. Um, the one thing I can I I'm kind of thinking of here, and it doesn't excuse it at all. I wonder if this is a little COVID fallout too like i don't know this guy i don't know where he's been i don't want him in an elevator with me again there's a million different ways to handle this i just I, there's i'm always looking for for any kind of reasonable thing i'm not mistaken though he can still pay this dude right he can drop a couple million this guy's yeah. bank account and this guy could drop the charges yep that can definitely how, happen how much how much is five years of your life worth to you two years of your salary you know what I mean? Like, like where is it? He eventually got that contract from the Saints, so he's got some money to pay him up if he wants. He's got to go away. Right. But after last season, right, Derrick Henry got hurt. McCaffrey got hurt. Uh, Barkley wasn't. We can have a real conversation about who's the best running back in the NFL. We can yeah. really do that. Jonathan Taylor is great. Not taking anything away from Colts fans. But Kamara's got to be in the mix. Like, right now, if this report didn't happen and get in trouble, we could have had a conversation going into 2022. Who's the best running back in the NFL? Derrick Henry and Taylor, I know I just mentioned him. But banked up, Taylor had a great season. Kamara's right there, and the conference is the best in his position. And it's Especially hard to if you don't know what you're doing at quarterback. Yes, like if you're Dennis Allen, you're probably sitting there going, "All right, I know my defense is sound. I'm more of a defensive guy. Offense, I know I've got you know if I can get if I can get you know Mike Thomas back healthy, that's good. Don't know about quarterback, but I got Alvin Kamara. Oh, the- what? I may not have him. Okay, all right. Is that the most intriguing quarterback? He might be in the longest short three. Okay, right. all right, good. Jameis Winston tore up his knee. Feel for mm-hmm. Winston. Yep. And now that Sean Payton left, can what do you do with Taysom Hill? In, right, Taysom Hill. Uh, sorry, man. Like you gotta leave. We don't know why it was so weird. Nobody knows why it was so weird. Right. Like creepily, the love of <laughs> you and Sean Payton. Is it wrong of me to like just like I? I think there's one of two reasons why Sean Payton really hung it up. 
And because I don't think it's football related. I really, I just can't, I can't see it. I think one is you let Kevin James be me in a movie. <laughs> Kevin James was me in a movie, huh? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. You guys are idiots. I'm out. I'm going to go play me in movies for a little while and show you what I should look like. Or just one day, just like, like something out of Lord of the Rings, somebody snapped a spell over him and he's, and he's like, oh my God, what happened? Uh, you, you locked Taysom Hill down as your quarterback for years to come. And he went, what the? I'm out. <laughs> it's the whole thing is so bizarre. Like, have you ever heard of other teams say, we got to get Taysom Hill? Like, I've never even heard any single NFL reporter say, you know, if he doesn't go to the Saints, he might go to never. Like, never. I, I would love the idea of having a Taysom Hill on a team, right? Because what is Taysom Hill? Taysom Hill is Tim Tebow without an ego or sure. less of an ego. Yeah. So it's like, I want to be a quarterback. Okay, I'll let you play some quarterback. But you're also going to play tight end, H-back. Um, you're going to play special teams. Basically, anytime you see 10 people on the field, you're the 11th. Stand where they're missing. You might play center. You might play long snapper. And like to have a guy who can do all that and play passable NFL quarterback is awesome. To have a guy who plays passable NFL quarterback be my NFL quarterback not not thrilled with that. I could I could probably think of some better things to do with my time than just deal with that whole thing. Um, Levac and Guys Live. It's a Techies Tuesday. We're gonna do Q and A to end the day. I saved one of your things for that just in case. Ooh, okay. I think I think that's coming up next. But first, want to tell you about my good friend Cindy Martin. Um, as you can see, we have uh, we've built a little background here. Cindy just goes, hey, look, my Howard Hanna sign. Love that. Uh, well, yeah, it is because Cindy is a uh, proud sponsor of Levac and Goss, especially me. She's more proud to sponsor me than so you. Cindy. It's more, more, me than, more me than you. I'm closer to selling my house than you are. That's why. Um, no, but we love Cindy. She is – this is how we meet Cindy, right? We're hosting the radio show before the Sienna Pink game. Cindy is brought her to us as a, as a cancer survivor. And I, I almost feel like, I don't feel like Cindy's a cancer survivor. I feel like she legitimately like is somebody who kicked cancer's ass. Like that's who she is. She doesn't, yeah. she doesn't go into any battle, any negotiation with a thought of loss. And that's the person you want buying your home, selling your home. That's the person you want. You want Cindy Martin. She is there for you. She's going to make sure your needs are taken care of. She doesn't have clients. She has her people. Like they're my people. That's what she says to me all the time. Like Jeff, one of my people, you know, had a flood in their basement. Can you hook me up with some, with the best person at Tech East? hundred percent, you know, all that stuff. Like that's who she is. And that's why we love the idea of working with her. She can, she works locally, globally. She works with the best insurance people, the inspection people, lawyers, attorneys, all that stuff is for you. So everything's taken care of. If you're considering selling your home, if you're considering buying a home, first thing you got to do is call 518-932-5558. 518-932-5558. That's Cindy's cell phone. It's Cynthia Martin at HowardHanna.com. She's part of the Jen Karen team at Howard Hanna Realtors. And this time of year, if somebody's out walking through the slush, the muck, and all that stuff, they're serious about buying a home. So maybe you're like, you know what? I'm going to wait a week or two. I'm going to wait a this or two. Get get yourself in touch with Cindy right now. Ask the question. Hey, Cindy, should I wait a month? Hey, Cindy, I got to do this or do this. She'll give you real answers. She's not the kind of person to shine you on. She's going to tell you the truth. She said, I do kick ass. You're right. <laughs> she's, she's real. When I do eventually sell my house, which I, I'm that guy who every time I start fixing my house up to sell it, I fall in love with it all over again. I, there's nobody I'm calling before Cindy. 518-932-5558. Cynthia Martin at Howard Hanna Realty. 
that's my realtor. That's who I you should be your realtor. You'll see her at all the Empire games. You'll see her at all the. I mean, listen, if they're playing sports in the Cap region, that's she's selling houses and help watching the game. What she's able to split her eyes. It's amazing. Uh, Cindy Martin, she's a, she's a friend and she's she's one hundred percent my realtor. Uh, Q and A to end the day. All right, you I've ready? got one. I've got one here. Do you want to? You want to go first? Yeah, let me go all first, right. quick. Uh, Fred, who I don't know how. You, whatever, Fred. I think you figured this out. Fred wants to know: Have you guys watched Marshawn Lynch on the Netflix show Murderville yet? No, I haven't. I haven't I watched the first episode with Conan. It's hilarious. I can't wait now. It's basically if you don't know the premise of the show here on Netflix, it is Will Arnett is a detective, and they have celebrities join the show, but they don't give him a script. The entire oh my show god is in so so he's like a guest on that week's show. Yes, that's you know Another what script. I feel like there's that's when you've got to like commit yourself to three episodes because if the wrong guest is on, it's going to be crap. But like if the right guest is on, that's going to be that's going to be money. I imagine Marshall Lynch was hysterical. On I can I cannot wait to watch it. We have not watched it, Fred. I watched the Conan one. I'm a huge Conan fan. Conan would be good oh, too. He leads off. It's going to be hard to beat that episode out of the gate with Conan. All right. Earlier I said Kyler Murray connection, Texas A&M, um, Riley Rossi. He barely played at A&M, but I concede. Guys, as somebody who played college football, let me ask you a question. Q and A to end the day. Okay. Who are you closer to? Somebody you played two to three years with or the person who ran your recruiting trip when you were getting recruited? Ooh. Who is it? I mean, be honest. Like, is it, you know? Uh, I would say the person I played two to three years with, yes. But if if the guy who ran your recruiting, do you remember the, who it was? Oh, of course. What was his name? Kyle Laughlin. We're if still- Kyle Laughlin called you tomorrow and said, dude, come work with me. Yeah, that's actually pretty, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know I don't that Mike Evans ran his trip, but Mike Evans was getting drafted the year that Kyler Murray was coming in to a yeah. And then he left. Can you imagine Mike Evans going, Kyler, you want to be here for this? You want to be here for this? You want to be here for this? Kyler Murray gets there. He's like, yeah. Wait, wait, Mike's out? Crap. And now Mike calls him up and goes, hey, bro, we can finally play together right here in Tampa. That's See, Riley, that's where I'm at. The Murray thing, too, like to add to that, it's not much different than Justin Fields. Murray was the number one quarterback recruit in the country. He's arguably the greatest Texas high school football quarterback ever, ever, which is crazy to say out right. loud. And he said, I should play wherever I go for the first year. And AM didn't play him. They went to Oklahoma and you have to play. The rest so is history. It. There you go. Heisman, first overall pick mm-hmm. for the A's. And 64 um, inches tall. <laughs> and not able to ride roller coasters. There it is. You have another one or you want me to keep going? Uh, that was the one I had. Uh, that was the one I wanted. All right. To this do. one, uh, you know this guy, TTL man. What are your predictions for the winners of the Berlin Film Fest? It begins Thursday. I'm, I'm, um, I'm a big fan of police officer number two um in various things uh he was very good taller guy gives off strong cop vibes how many how many like how many movies did your father catch your dad, dad obviously. yes my dad wants to promote his new film that is going to be premiering at the berlin film festival starring this is us chrissy metz he is in that film what is the film um i was going to google it right now i forgot they ch- i think they changed the name of the title i forgot the name of the title here's, of the here's my question for this usually happens post hey uh hey hey uh tg2 uh cross the kringle could you uh, could you message us what the name of the movie is? Because your <laughs> son your son was. your son doesn't know what kind of car you drive nor what movies you're in. I, I feel like like I feel like you know and it's easy for me to say this. My father passed away a long time ago. I feel like if he was in a movie, I'd know what the movie was. Well, you would think that, Levac, right? But this is what I deal with on the daily basis with him. This is what he sent me today. That's a he just sends yeah. me now his tryout photos. He's been, he's, yeah. like, he's you should be thrilled. What's it, what jugg- hat is he wearing? He's he's a carny in this photo. He's a carny. He's, he looks like a carny. He's juggling five movies at once. He's now the Nicolas Cage of films. Why am I not in that? Track. All right, uh, Tom Gross. Who's the next big signing for the Albany Empire? You, Tom. Tom, you're in. 
Oh, God, we signed 50 freaking people. You want another one? We brought back Darius. Mike Faithful is going to be a monster. Uh, we have so many great players. Um, as of this exact moment in time, I don't think you're going to see a lot more big names come in because we've got so many guys. I don't know that for sure, though. Um, Coach Manas is the guy who signs the talent and uh, just a big, a big fan of the work that he does. We did bring in uh, Cornelius Lewis. He's an offensive lineman, defensive lineman, 6'6", 320 pounds. Ooh. He has played tight end. Could have, we could have a new version of Mo Ruffins. Who Mo told me that he will not play for less than sixty thousand a game, so uh, he's he's kind of priced himself out of out of the empire. So eh, that's all right. Wait, here we go. Here we go. The name of the movie that your father is in is Stay Awake. He oh, plays, Stay Awake. He yes, plays a recovering drug addict. I knew what his role was. That, uh, you you got to like Stay Awake. Like you got to know. You, listen, I'm gonna. I'm sorry. Bad son. Bad son. Bad son. Not only do I know what his role was, it was drug addict two. He's in like the aerial <laughs> recovering shot drug addict. Please, oh, dare please, I, please. Uh, North. He's sitting next to Chrissy Metz on the shot. And I know all about the filming location. He has a long descriptive story about Chrissy Metz getting upstairs. I did not catch the title, but is it the Berlin Film Festival? Stay away. Is the Stay name away. of the, is there... Look for my dad out there. There are rumors that I'm starting right now that she was uh, she was a little taken by him. And uh, Flirt, yeah, was. that she was, uh, you know, that uh, that that recovering drug addict too had to say, "I'm I'm sorry, I'm married." No, thank you. I think that's what I think that's how I'm, that's the rumor I'm, I've heard. I'd like to point out the Oscar nominations came out today. My dad was not nominated, which this is year. which is which is sheer snubbery. Mm-hmm. It's sheer snubbery. I mean, it's it's fairly obvious. Uh, Corey Corey from Greenwich. I thought it was pretty funny the Diggs brothers were going at it at the Pro Bowl. I also saw an article. Stefan Diggs was recruiting at the Pro Bowl to free agents. It's not a question. Um, everybody does that. They're a hundred percent. It's it. I hundred percent. If you listen, if Max Crosby and AJ Cole and Hunter Renfro for the Raiders and uh, Denzel Perriman, a lot of Raiders in the pro bowl this year, they didn't know Derek Carr though. Cause was had, in Vegas. You had to get Mac Jones in there and watch him do the gritty. Um, it was a joke, a game, terrible. Worst, worst pro bowl I've ever seen in my life. Um, if they weren't recruiting, they're not doing their job. Like, I, if they're not recruiting, I, I take money away from their checks. That's what I do if I'm the Raiders. Corey, I find them. You're the best that you watch the Pro Bowl. They actually try to do the skills competition. Why doesn't the NFL hype them up? Or you and I have had this conversation for uh, years. I forgot it was on. I missed it. Uh, no, they don't I do- watched it on YouTube. Here's a fun In pieces. And I watched it out of order, so I knew who won before I watched all- I was pissed. Here's a fun question. Who does a worse job promoting their individual sports? The NFL's Pro Bowl competitions or just the Winter Olympics in general? Like, Ooh, I feel like that's the, a good one. The Winter Olympics you know are what? on television, but they're not promoting like, hey, tonight you got to tune in because so-and-so. It's on tape. Like, you can tell us who we should watch and why. Like, that Chen guy, I guess, is like the greatest skater ever. Nobody knows who he is. The um, the problem, okay, I'm going to say that the the actual, the, the less effort is the NFL, the worst job is the Winter Olympics. The less effort is the NFL because they don't care that the NFL, the people are going to come watch anyway. Um. The, the Winter Olympics, complete screw job. They just, they suck at this. Like, they should be doing a way better job at promoting themselves. Um, just a known thing. Uh, Tommy, Tommy G back in the house. Uh, what do I think of the hiring of Josh McDaniels for the Raiders? I like it because you brought in Ziegler, too. I think when you bring in guys that you know have a working relationship, it's just one more checked box. Is he going to be good? I, I have no idea. I hope so. Uh, but I like when you, I like, I like the way the Giants did it. Uh, Shane and, and Dable, and I like the way the Raiders did it. Uh, McDaniels and Ziegler, I like those two things. I like it. Um, one, one more question um, from 
Uh, let me see who's this. Uh, Gaz sitting next to me. Do I believe James Harden will be traded? No, I don't. I don't think he will. I think I think the Knicks will make a bigger trade than the Nets will this year. Ooh. Which would be nice to see the Knicks do something. Last I checked, James Harden is not playing tonight for the Nets. They're sitting him out on purpose. I immediately bet on the Nets eight and a half point underdogs <laughs> tonight. I feel like everyone's going to bet the opposite way, and I can't stand. I'll the wait Nets. till tip and see how big it gets. Wait a minute, that <laughs> sounds smart. really bad. <laughs> but I, the Philadelphia thing, yeah, let's make it happen. Put him in Philly. And also one other thing, everyone talks about Daryl Morey making the decisions in Philly. He's not the GM. Elton Brand is the GM. I feel so bad for Elton Brand. Number one pick, people probably forget. Like 18 yeah. years in the NBA, forget. GM of the team, this is my moment. I'm going to get all the glory. <laughs> Daryl, this dork, this loser, uh, he's getting uh, the credit. I feel for Elton Brand, man. Uh, before we talk about Thursday's show, Levac, I got a yeah. list of guests in front of me. Are we right coming now. back on at all between now and then? I, I like not, so wait Wednesday. I, I did not plan on us okay. Coming back. All right, good, good, because I have oral surgery. <laughs> Thursday we'll be back in Mohawk. Kind of before we tell you about the great guests that are going to join us, got to tell you about our friends at Johnstone Supply in Troy. I like them. Our pal Tom. We you know we've talked about him before. Once maybe, the Titans got eliminated, I like Tom. Maybe hours away from welcoming a baby girl to the world. Oh, really? Watching this right now, luck, maybe man. potentially. Shout out to him and his wife Jamie. So there you go. Does he have a daughter already? Oh uh, boy, they they boy. Yeah. Yeah, that's a whole new world, brother. Look out. If you, if you like people, if you like babies, then you will go to Johnstone Supply in Troy and support these wonderful people. Yes. Competitive prices on your winter projects. They're in store on 6th Avenue in Troy. I need more motivation, guys. How about 2% off a furnace, the John Goodman Furnaces. 2% off if you say LeVac and Gaz, Gaz of the media, whatever it is. Say John Goodman Furnace, 2% off, yeah. especially here in the winter, how important that is. Dude, and, and believe it or not, like you, you feel here 2% or like whatever. It's a good number on a furnace. Furnaces, I mean, depending upon what you're looking for, it could be a sizable sum. It could, you know, it could maybe help offset whatever you're losing right now, you know, by running a crappy furnace. Right after you're listening and getting done with this, check your basement, make sure it's all good to go. And if it's not, call this number 518-272-5922. Get pause it right now, this episode, and be like, all right, furnace, check on it. Call these guys just to make sure. Johnstone Supply and Troy, 518 272 Five nine two to check him out on Facebook as well. If you've got any questions. Um, also, just so you know, when you get Tom on the phone, if you say Titans suck, he adds two percent to right, the bill. Right back on. He does. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to pay just the right price for an amazing furnace, just go. Hey, Latin God sent me to get the John Goodman furnace and the Titans suck, and it'll be right back to the regular price. And you'll still, I mean, you'll get a phenomenal furnace with great service and great people, but you'll have that. You'll know that you made my heart smile a little bit in the process. The entourage fan of me calls it the Johnny trauma way of negotiating. Just <laughs> putting a higher number. Uh, coming up on Thursday's show, we've got Tom Hannafin. You might know him as Tom Phillips from the WWE formerly. Ooh. He'll be joining us. Former Cincinnati Bengals, Solomon Wilcox is going to be joining Dude, us. Our pal, SWAT team. Yeah, Lofa Tatupu. It's Lofa? too long for Lofa. And then Darren Ravel. You know you're going to get some social media likes when Ravel is joining us. Action Network, all the betting tips you need. Great guests lined up Love. for us virtually coming up on Thursday from Omaha Comics. The only one we're missing, I want Kyle Turley. I want him on the show because for years I've interviewed him at Radio Row. Some with you sitting next to me, some with you not. And for years he's had to sit there and go, yeah, cannabis, hemp, and whatever. For the first time ever, he can go, dude, let's smoke some, some pot. You know what I mean? Like he can say... F opioids, let's smoke pot. Like last time we talked to him, we got close to it. Yeah. But now it's like it's it's decriminalized in a lot of places. Like I just want I just want I want Kyle Turley just unabashed just to go, dude, all these years. Yeah, hemp is really useful. This is really this is all it's all useful. 
but you just got to smoke some pot. And I'm, I'm not a pot smoker by any stretch of the imagination. I just want to hear the Viking himself, the madman himself, who's been so subdued and calm, go, I'm calm because I smoke pot. And just get into it. Well, for our YouTube audience and our podcast audience, two different spots to find it. If you're watching on YouTube, go to our playlist because Kyle Turley is scheduled because of the day to join Trev and Rigney on Wednesday. What? Amon Green is scheduled to join Football on the Know what? with Kirkland. So a few other guests will be here on you gave You gave the one guy I want to Trav and Rigney? You just said you had the mouth thing going on tomorrow. I do. I, oh, we went, we went through your other, no, we went through to your other video. Your other video. We, we, went, we went too long. We went too long. Um, really? Trav and Rigney. I hope he's got extra weed because you're going to need to get through that interview. You know what I want? I want you to jump in the middle of the interview. I can give you the like Trav, Rigney, Turley, and then I'll you just pop up. I'll sit behind smoking up. It's whatever, guys. Eating gummies. Stuff coming out of your mouth from your surgery. Kyle, yeah. can you hear me? I need some cannabis. Yeah, dude. What's your recommendation for a beginner? You know? saying now that listen i don't you know i'm not i'm not a big lawbreaker when it comes to that kind of crap but you know whatever i'm good enough for kyle turley what's up how you doing all right um i think that's it i don't i don't really i don't know if there's much more to do it's the longest show we've ever done here from tech east uh yeah i mean longer is not always better you know i think this show would have been a really solid hour joe montagna looked awesome he's my man is sporting that nice white he's got that working that dude's for real. Fat Tony in the house. Did you see his face when I brought up Hannah Montana? Yes. That was the oh. <laughs> he was like, why do you know that? Because these are the things that I keep. I thought he turned to Ivan and says, who are these two? No, because <laughs> he, he, like he did a short film for like Hannah Montana. It was Hannah Montana where he was like, the rever- <laughs> it was her. He was the character, but it was him. Um, mm. All right. Listen, I've been, I'm trying to give advice all the time. Uh, listen, if you can be great at one thing, be great at one thing. If you can't, do podcasts. Apparently, anybody can do it. 